Hi, this is David Shoemaker, and I'd like to welcome you to Living Thelema. Now, this segment is going to be the first of two parts that I'm doing in a series called Tarot and the Path of Initiation. Now, probably uh, the most misunderstood thing about Tarot, as you've probably seen, is that it is merely a device for divination. And I think what is often missed is that the reason that it is such a magnificent uh, system for divination is that it is a complete representation of all of the possibilities in the universe. It is a complete symbolic map of the transformative processes that are active in the universe and in every individual walking the path of spiritual attainment. When you think about it, there's really no way that any system could be um, ideal for divination unless it embodies all of these possibilities. Because, for example, you have a question in mind and you want to get a definitive answer. Well, if there are certain aspects of um, life, consciousness, transformation that are simply inaccessible or inexpressible in the system, then it's not going to work. Uh, it's not going to be broad enough to give you the, uh, the fullest answer you need. So with all this in mind in terms of Tarot's utility as a divination tool, let's bring it back home to our real purpose in this segment and the next, which is to talk about the Tarot as a symbolic map of the transformation occurring in you as you walk the path. Um, and most particularly, I'm going to be talking about the unfolding transformative processes represented in the trumps of the Tarot, um, which correspond, of course, to the paths on the Tree of Life, leading up to the attainment of knowledge and conversation of the Holy Guardian Angel. Now, if you've been listening to any of my previous segments, you know I have a strong emphasis on practical utility of these symbols and systems. So I'm not going to be spending too much time simply describing this the, uh, the imagery of the cards as much as looking at the basic symbolism of the cards as it conveys the transformative processes in action at the various stages leading up to knowledge and conversation. And it's my hope that after you listen to this in the next segment, um, you'll have a deeper understanding of not just the, the cards themselves, but of what's going on inside of you as you walk the path. Now, since you're only hearing my audio and you don't have any visual cues for the trumps that I'm discussing, I want to suggest that you get out your uh, Thoth Tarot and um, pull out the trumps that we'll be looking at. Um, and also, if you have access to a diagram of the Tree of Life that has the paths, um, Hebrew letter attributions, and uh, trump attributions on the diagram, that's going to be very handy as well. Also, there will be some... Uh, recommended readings listed on the Speech in the Silence blog and at the livingthelema.com site. Now, many of you probably know this much, but uh, just to make sure it's clear, the entirety of the Tarot can be mapped out onto the Tree of Life. Um, the Sephiroth are more like static states of consciousness and are attributed to the small cards and court cards of the Tarot. And the paths are the transformative processes related to the interplay of the Sephiroth they connect. So a lot of the discussion here uh, is going to focus on that aspect of it, the way that the trumps can be seen as mediators in terms of the influences of the two Sephiroth that they connect. And you'll see how that relates to the transformative processes that are underway. 
Now, also, as you probably know, the AA system of attainment is set up on the Tree of Life so that each uh, sephira on the Tree of Life is a grade um, that you move through as you advance. And in each grade, you're primarily going to be working on tasks that correspond to that sephira itself as well as the paths that lead to your next destination, the next step on the path. So, for example, when you're a neophyte, your tasks are going to focus on the nature of Malkuth as well as the path of Tav that connects forward to your next grade, which is the grade of uh, Yesod called Zelator. So, um, as you are listening to the descriptions of the, the Trumps here and the processes involved, uh, keep in mind that that's that's the scheme. You know, you're working on what's ahead of you, and you're working on the trumps that symbolize and embody really what uh, tasks are ahead of you uh, on the tree. As with any discussion of uh, the Kabbalah and the processes of the path of return, um, it's it's important to note that we're going to be talking about you know processes that relate to a certain sephira or a certain path. And in some respects, you're going to be experiencing these processes at many points across your lifetime. For example, um, the sphere of Gabura, which is, corresponds to Mars and um, relates to uh, energy and force and will, um, you're going to have moments that are Gaboran uh, throughout your entire life, over and over, and many times in many ways. But uh, what we're looking at here is the specific unfolding of the AA path where more or less your spiritual location, so to speak, can be mapped out to a specific place at any given point. And um, that's the framework we're using today. But of course, you're going to have elements of these um, experiences and paths and processes across your life in many ways. Now let me do a real brief review of the nature of the Sephiroth below Tepharoth, that is, the Sephiroth on the tree through which you will be passing in your progress from the AA grades of Neophyte through Philosophus and then on to um, Adeptus Minor. Now um, the grade of Neophytes attributed to Malkuth, and Malkuth is related to Earth and is related to the physical body and um, the physical world, the material universe, that sort of thing. The sphere of Yesod is the sphere related to the Zelator grade. And Yesod is like uh, subconscious processes, um, autonomic processes in the in the mind-body. Um, the sphere of Hod, which corresponds to the grade of Practicus, is more or less the uh, everyday human intellect. And then the sphere of Netzach, which corresponds to the grade of Philosophus, is um, emotion and aspiration and desire um, and, and those sorts of things. So just a real brief review for those of you who may be less familiar with this terminology and how it's used in our work. Okay, so let's begin with the grade of Neophyte and the tasks related to it. Um, so the the nature of the task is going to correspond to the sphere of Malkuth and to the path of Tav, um, which is the universe trump in the Torah. So, um, of course, 
the symbolism of Malkuth is that of the material world. The symbolism of Yesod is that of the subconscious, and, and in many senses the the uh, the subtle mind, uh, the astral realm. Uh, so, what's happening to the initiative of Malkuth to the neophyte is that there is an increased perception, gradually increasing perception of the subtle forces interpenetrating the material world. Um, and an increase in the recognition that these same forces are the substrate of your own physical being. Um, the path of Tav, the universe trump, corresponds to the Muladhara chakra. Um, so we're looking at the beginnings of the rising of what's traditionally called the Kundalini force. We'll talk some more about this in a minute. Now, universal mind is a force, as we are taught. The, it's the creative power of the universe itself. And this force manifests in forms. And form is a concept that relates to both Saturn and Earth, um, both of which uh, are corresponding, both of which correspond to the, uh, the universe trump. Uh, and the physical world. We awaken our senses to the perception of mind as living force. Um, these are the realities of the power of the formative world of Yatsira, which is opening up to us uh, as we approach the grade of Zelator. And it's often in this phase that initiates begin to describe uh, increased perception of astral forms and energies, um, sometimes quite vividly, um, even to the level where it appears uh, as a physical sort of sensation. Um, now, the initiative of Malkuth is starting to experience a, an acceleration of this, a certain differentiation. There is a stepping back from oneself for self-reflection, and this can be pretty painful. We're asking, who am I? Uh, and it's, it's not that we know ourselves any less than before, but we feel lost because we're really getting our first major glimpse of how much we don't know. When we recognize that there is so much more to the physical world than we have previously thought, we are led more or less inevitably to the conclusion that there's way more to us as individuals than we ever thought. And this is pretty disorienting. Um, you have to reconceptualize everything about your own nature. And if you can remember the last time you confronted some sort of uh, avoided or lesser known aspects of, of yourself and were a little bit shocked at what you found, a little bit disoriented, imagine how much more so that would be the case when you know, you're not just uh, uncovering, uh, looking under a rock and, and finding a new uh, aspect of your personality to explore, but you're finding here a, a new aspect of your very being to explore. And, uh, you know, that's no small thing. So let's take it from there and look at specifically the symbolism of the universe, Trump. So I'm going to suggest that you pause the podcast for a second and spend two or three minutes to just look at the universe, Trump. And uh, then when you've had a chance to do a little bit of meditation on that, continue uh, with what I'm about to say. So let's take note of a few of the things we notice on the Trump. For example, um, the figure in the card 
central figure has her legs in the form of a cross. And if you remember, cross is the meaning of the word tav, the Hebrew letter, um, and also alludes to the four elements. Now, um, you'll notice that she is partly veiled. And I think the veil in question here is what we've been discussing in terms of seeing past material forms and seeing the astral substrate beneath them. Um, so this is the veil of nature itself in a way. Um, that barrier of um, conditioned ways of looking at the material universe that prevents us from seeing uh, the true nature behind it, the deeper nature behind it. This is not at all a dualistic doctrine where the physical world is bad and what's good is the spirit behind it. It's not like that. It's that the, the material world is a veil for deeper truths, and we should value, therefore, both the truths as well as the way they are veiled in order to be uh, explored and, and revealed to us. Uh, another clue about the material universe being symbolized here is the four caravim at the corners of the card. And we also, as I've alluded to before, have the symbolism of the Muladhara Chakra active in this trump. Um, now, one of the ways of symbolizing the Kundalini force, as you may know, is as a serpent. And sure enough, we have a serpent here on this card. Um, so we begin to learn something about the path of this serpent here in the universe card, uh, and we'll see how this serpent force, this kundalini, develops over the course of the other trumps leading up to knowledge and conversation. Okay, so in summary, what we've done so far, what the initiate has done so far, what you have done so far, is that you have entered into the grade of neophyte, come into a deeper relationship with you as a physical being and your physical surroundings, but also, and very importantly, through the work of the Path of Tav corresponding to the universe, you have come into a deeper understanding of the reality behind manifest physical reality. Um, the spiritual world veiled in form that is your new world to explore by virtue of tasks like mastery of the astral body, the body of light, and other tasks assigned in the neophyte grade. Now we move on to the grade of Zelator, which again corresponds to the sphere of Yesod. And in the grade of Zelator, therefore, you're going to have um, tasks which relate to Yesod, but also relate to the paths leading to Hod, which is your next step, right? So you're going to be dealing with the paths of Sheen, which corresponds to the Aeon Trump, and Resh, which cor corresponds to the Sun Trump. Um, so what's happening here? Again, yes, Sod is subconsciousness, is um, sex consciousness, is autonomic processes. Um, the nature and function of the personal unconscious mind is clarified. We begin conscious, willed movement of the astral light within our own sphere. The initiate comes into closer contact with the unconscious patterns, which are the foundation of his or her being. Uh, intuition, as the voice of the Holy Guardian Angel, is increasingly heard and attended to and um, comprehended, at least 
on uh, on its own plane, at least in symbolic language, if not fully consciously. That would be later. That would be characteristic of the full knowledge of conversation. Um, we're increasingly aware of the connection between autonomic functions of the body and this higher intuition. Dreams, intuitive flashes become uh, more important symbol sets that we attend to. And we get what is traditionally known as the vision of the machinery of the universe. Um, nice uh, poetic name, but I think what's happening here in many people is that we're actually beginning to feel universal mind in operation as it flowers up through our individual consciousness. Now, this is not simply an intellectual understanding or belief that all consciousness is connected or all things are one or some sort of metaphysical concept like that. Um, it, many of us, from the beginning of the path, may at least be able to intellectually grasp the idea that that's what we're shooting for or that's what we believe about the universe. What we're talking about here is an experiential awareness, a, a definite knowing from inner experience that universal mind is operative uh, in both subtle and powerful ways in individualized lives and consciousness. And uh, that is one way of thinking about the vision of the machinery of the universe. Now, um, let's look at the aeon trump, which corresponds to the path of Sheen connecting Malkuth, the sphere of the elements and of the senses and of the physical world and physical body, with Hod, the sphere of the intellect. So take a few minutes, just as before, to gaze at this card and meditate on the, the symbols, and then we'll resume talking about it. So um, if you look at the card, the thing you'll immediately notice, of course, is that this is virtually a condensation of the ideas present on the Stele of Revealing. We have um, Nuit, Hadit, and Heru Raha all symbolized on the card. Um, Nuit arched above, uh, Hadit as the winged globe, and Heru Raha in the twin forms of active and passive corresponding to Rahurquit, the hawk-headed god on the throne, and Hurparkrat, the figure giving the sign of silence. So a condensation of all the, the concepts central to the aeon and the, and the, the cosmology of the aeon uh, displayed for us. And that's the nature of the, the card. That's the nature of the energies depicted here. This is the aeonic force itself flooding the, the world, its people, its culture um, with force, transformative force. And just as the new aeon brought in this force for humanity as a whole, the path of Sheen in each individual is that channel of transforming consciousness which revolutionizes the structures of the individual. Um, so this is that force coming into you, out of your hood, into your Malkuth, that um, that is transformative and revolutionary. It brings you into the new aeon and uh, dissolves the existing forms and uh, limiting structures that uh, that may be present in you. This is attributed to fire, this card, and that's what fire does, right? It burns things up, it transforms, revolutionizes things. 
Now, older versions of the card had um, an angel calling the dead to awaken. And um, I think that was the old Aeon's best way of approximating the action of the Holy Guardian Angel. But we have a clearer vision of this now in the new Aeon, whereby we know we don't need to be redeemed from death or um, be overly focused on the catastrophic nature of death, um, as would have been understood in the old Aeon. But instead we get uh, life-affirming symbols of... um, regeneration and transformation that are accessible to us in every moment of our lives. So the initiate of Yesod aspiring to the sphere of Hod, aspiring to move on to the grade of practicus, must come to terms with these transformations in himself or herself. Okay, so let's move on to the last trump we're going to consider today, which is the sun. Um, corresponding to the letter Resh, and connecting Yesod and Hod. Now, take a few minutes, as before, to gaze at the card, and then we'll continue. So, again, this card connects Yesod to Hod. Yesod, the subconscious mind, Hod, the conscious mind, uh, in the everyday human intellect sense. So, our, our central symbol, though, of course, is the sun, and... If we understand much as the Aeon card had a sort of a macrocosmic and microcosmic import, so we have the same here. The sun in our physical universe is life-giving, is um, uh, brings light and vision and clarity to the physical world. And just so, the sun within us, the sun reflected in our own intellect, our own mental capacity can help us cut through the obscurity, the confusion, the clouds uh, of illusion that can be in our subconscious mind. Now, in particular, um, in the new Aeon, one of the things that we all need, that we all have to face, um, given the cultural conditioning that we've had for a few thousand years, is dealing with um, the restrictions of freedom that are brought about by... um, sin-based religion, by um, that sort of dualistic sin-based consciousness that's pretty embedded in most cultures. Uh, And we have to overturn that in ourselves by allowing that clarity, um, reflecting the light of the Holy Guardian Angel, letting that sun shine forth into our subconscious mind and free it, essentially, liberate it. This is reflected in the imagery of the card, not just the sun itself, but also, of course, the children dancing on the on the green earth and, and all of the, um, the sort of beautiful freedom that seems to be conveyed in that. Um, they're shameless, they're, they're innocent, they're uh, young, joyous. Um, this is a depiction of new aeonic freedom of consciousness that is attainable for each of us um, when we have successfully um, gone through the ordeal of this path. Um, the sun is also attributed, the sun card, that is, is attributed to the Anahata Chakra, which is at the heart center. And um, if you think about all that I've just said in terms of the freedoms of the new aeon and the liberation from shame and guilt and all of those traps... It's not hard to 
summarize all of that by the, the sort of the perhaps cliched but fairly accurate um, idea of the heart awakening, the, the opening of the heart chakra, the Anahata chakra, where um, true agape, uh, um, free love and acceptance of the unity of being of all things is more accessible to us because we're not living in restriction and fear and shame as so many who have gone before us have had to contend with. So that's where we're going to pause for this segment, having brought ourselves through Neophyte, through the path of Tav, to the grade of Zelator, and through the paths of Sheen and Resh. Um, and in the next segment, I'll continue and we'll move through the the tasks relevant to the grades of Practicus and Philosophus and Dominus Luminus, and you'll see how the rest of the path unfolds up to knowledge and conversation, again using the trumps as our symbolic guide. So if you have any questions or comments about any of the ideas I've talked about today, feel free, as always, to email me at livingthelema at me.com, and also visit livingthelema.com for more information about me, uh, my biography, and uh, the recommended readings and other resources that we have on the site there. So I hope this has been interesting for you and I will look forward to sharing more with you on the next segment.